God is uh, shaping both you and your child through the dissonance that you experience uh, because your temperament is not the same as your child. And when you rub them up the wrong way, they still are growing through that, and so are you. That's Hetty Brits reflecting about the challenges and opportunities that can come your way when you and your child have different personality types. And she joins us again today on Focus on the Family with your host, Focus President and author Jim Daly, and I'm John Fuller. John, I want to start with Scripture because I think this is an interesting application right there in 1 Corinthians 12, uh, verses 4 and 6. It says this, Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are a variety of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. Mm-hmm. That is really what we're talking about today with Hetty. It's this idea that we have these core, I believe, stamped personalities. Uh, we do adapt to our environment. I get that. But I think we come out with some very sure-minded approaches to how life should go. And uh, Hetty's done a wonderful, creative job of applying these to trees so we could better understand the character of people and why they are behaving the way they behave. Uh, Hetty Britz is an author and a speaker and uh, a leading voice for parenting advice in South Africa. She and her husband, Louie, have three children, and they've recently moved to the U.S. Yeah, Tennessee. And we mentioned that last time. Welcome Thank to you Tennessee. <laughs> we appreciate that. <laughs> and we love our friends there, obviously. <laughs> Must have been a little bit of a culture shock, though. We're loving it. We, oh, we love the community. People are warm and yeah. sociable. We have a lot of new friends. We're and we like everything fried. That's also that's <laughs> you also really adapt good. To that really quick, huh? <laughs> yes. Fried everything. I like that. Hetty, we do welcome you back. Uh, last time we talked about these characteristics, and it's brilliant what you've done. I mean, to put Thank these you. in the context of trees, um, and it really helps a parent better understand who they are and who their children are wired to be. And uh, probably the the nugget I pulled out of the program last time is this idea that we have conflict with our children, and much of it is going to be rooted in this communication style issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, The parent being built a certain way by God, uh, and then the child to be maybe sometimes opposite of that. And so you have conflict when conflict doesn't need to exist, really. You just need to understand each other a bit better. Mm-hmm. And for the parent, the adult in the room, to really work that understanding so that they could help shape their children and help develop their character. Is that a good summary? Absolutely. Because from that, my question as a parent is, so if I know this is my child and these are my child's needs, how many of those needs should I indulge and when should I shape? Um, Because the world out there is not going to say, give me your tree type and then I will do everything in a way that makes you happy. Um, So it's that fine line between shaping them to be able to work in a world with anybody. People who are not like them and who don't accommodate their needs, but also to make sure that in my house they know they're all loved and welcomed and that I teach in a way that works, that I disciple their heart and that I help them on the route that God has for them right. because they're all going to honor God in different ways. We just read about those gifts and those activities that are going to be different with each child, but it's, they all have in them a seed to be God-honoring people, to bring Him glory. Sure, and it's important to know right from the outset, whatever your lumber is, if you pardon the pun, um, no, I love the God, pun. <laughs> God is in this. I mean, yes. that's the, the brilliance of it, that God is present, and it's all about 
being rooted in his character and developing in his character so that you can be a formidable tool in his hands while we walk this earth. And that's what you're getting at. So let's get to it. Uh, last time we talked about the palm tree, which I resonate with. It's kind of yes. the fun-loving person who uh, wants to go to the party and, and interact with people. You get a lot of energy. Usually it shows up in children, as you described yesterday, as that energetic, talkative child, which I was. And, uh, you know, that, that child just has a real insatiable desire to know things, and they're just bugging you sometimes. Yeah, and they, they're on the go. And and we want to put them in the box, and we want to get them into a routine, and it's not really working. And, and actually, our best investment is going to be in, in discipling their heart, making sure they follow the right moral you know pointers good friends good role models right. um, and by by keeping in mind their purpose because this design is so that they can influence people so that they can draw people into the kingdom so that they can communicate ideas right. about god and as long as we're nurturing that we're doing our most important job i could see these being the evangelists these Absolutely. are the ones that get engo- engaged with culture totally they'll go to the party they don't care mm-hmm. and they'll talk to people about the lord and that's yeah. a wonderful way to look at it then you talked about the rose bush your yes. self-proclaimed rose bush that's how you describe your parenting style (laughs) Uh, but that's uh what what's the rose bush um feisty forward looking fast uh wanting stuff to get done yesterday oh in the words (laughs) 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 we we are a bit sharp Um, (laughs) to the point yes Uh, i mean this is the child who who tells you you are not being fair. This is what you did yesterday. Here are your mistakes. You really should be more of this or be more of that. And then they're often right, but it hurts. You, it's the prophetic. Right. When you look at Scripture, on. would you say Paul was a rose Definitely. bush? I think I would Absolutely. see him as a rose bush. Mm-hmm. Straight shooter, very determined, very brave. Yeah. And when God calls him, he says, I'm going to show him how much he must suffer for the gospel. If you tell a rose bush kid, I'm going to let you do this, but it's going to be very tough. Nobody's ever gotten this right. They go, bring it on. Hmm. They want, the, they they want the challenge. Yes, please, don't make it. Very often, the reason they misbehave is life is too easy. Wow, interesting. All right, let's move to the boxwood. Um, we ended there. We gave brief descriptions last time, but most of us won't even know what a boxwood is, so I'm sorry yeah. for our ignorance. I had but, to go online to see, <laughs> to see it. Right. But we, describe boxwood and what are the well, attributes? Their original name that we used to uh, call them by in the past was the lollipop trees because they're the, these perfectly shaped round trees, but they can also be shaped into a triangle or a square or any shape you like. They're Topiary. prunable. Yeah. Yes, they're kind of a shrubbery that you can the elephant in Disneyland. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. But they can also be these these hedges around, you know, the, the princess gardens. And they're incredibly teachable the same way these shrubs are moldable. Okay. Um, this is the child who says, just tell me the way it needs to be done, by when and how many times, and they want to do it right. So they have a natural tendency to feel boundaries and to see them and to need them. So when the books tell you children need boundaries and they love boundaries, then just keep in mind it's probably a box who wrote the book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and who believes this firmly that this applies to all kids. Um, because the boxes are kind of square and and, and linear and things need to be but just, logical just right. these like yes. we described <laughs> the engineer last yes, time we absolutely. said it's kind of that attribute yeah. so th- this child does everything right by the book and the parent thinks what's so hard about this why can't everybody else just produce really well-behaved kids um, because I just did everything right as the book said and then my child sleeps through the night and feeds when it needs to and does everything uh, sits well. still in church and 
reads his little book on the, you know, on the long journey off to the beach. And uh, they are easy to parent in that way, except they are emotionally high maintenance. Right. So describe that for the parent who is mm-hmm. the parent of a boxwood child. I mean, you have the descriptions are probably, you know, this is my easiest child. This is the one. I mean, you tell him what to do and he or she does it. Those would be the kind of descriptors you'll be using as a parent. They do comply, but there is this whiny voice that comes with the compliance. There's this, but I just want to do this first. And, but there's a little spot on my pants. I can't wear them, but this is not exactly what the teacher said. You know, there's, there's something of a sensitivity there and a discomfort with things not being exactly right. So they can be finicky. And that goes from all away from how they eat and what they will wear and how they need things done. This is a child who will be so compliant in the next minute you make the biggest mistake. You cut their sandwich in squares and it should have been triangles and the day is <laughs> over. Really? Yes. So perfectionistic is that the is other big descriptor. That is one of unfortunate tendencies, kind of yes. The, the, root the of teachers that. love that. How do you parent to <laughs> soften that? How do you, and is it appropriate mm-hmm. to say, okay, I recognize my child as a boxwood, a perfectionist, mm-hmm often easy. They'll do exactly what I want them to do. And I love that as a parent. It makes my day easier. But how do you parent them to be less perfectionistic, to be comfortable with imperfection? It's very hard. If, if we look at the way God did this in Moses, Moses complained to God about the people all the time. I mean, he had reason. But so Moses was, was the boxer. Very word. much, yeah. And yeah. we see him complaining and stressing and really huh. struggling with the burden of leading the people. And God helps him out of this, but it takes time. And he doesn't go into the promised land. He gets to stand in the promised land the first time when Jesus is transfigured on the mount. And there's almost something of a boxwood really needing time to get to a place where they can choose grace over law. Because that essentially is what you're going to teach So they're going to be child. hard on themselves and hard on others around mm, them. They are. Because they get, they're not they measuring be critical, up to perfection. And they need Christ. Yeah. Um, to help them understand what it is to be acceptable even when you are flawed. The phrase good enough is yeah. going to be the one really important. that's going to be uh, yeah. challenging. That's critical. I, I know, uh, you know one of my children, they uh, really stressed about getting straight A's. Mm-hmm. And I could see the anxiety, mm-hmm. and I wanted to make sure we want to hold a high standard. It's wonderful that you're doing that. But, you know, a B is going to be okay if, if in the relaxation, the thought that really dad is that okay i said well you always want to do your best obviously but i don't want you being anxious and stressing to the point where it's hurting you emotionally or spiritually and it 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 has made a difference i could see that relaxation occur and in a good way in a healthy way and uh, it doesn't mean uh you know i want mediocre but he is still doing well and getting good enough grades to your point and he doesn't have to reach for perfection that's so valuable because you're separating what he does from who he is. Right. And that is what we, we can help them do. By embracing their deep emotionality, um, we build relationship with them. If we cannot deal with a meltdown, we cannot deal with the crying, we cannot deal with the whining, it, not in a sense that we, we give in when they use it to manipulate, but in the sense that when they've had a tough day and they're really down about it, we need to be able to embrace that and say, mm-hmm. today felt like the worst day of the year. So disciplining this child, how, how does that go and it, what does it look like? You, it's very easy. You basically remind them of the rule. 
and they remember that they were wrong and you tell them what they can do next time or even ask them, so you know you did wrong, what would you like to do next time? And if they can verbalize it, you're almost good to go. Very little punishment is needed. They do it to themselves. How do we we step on the oxygen hose of this child? Because I think this child is going to be very sensitive (laughs) of all the children types. How do we do that as a parent? What do we need to be mindful of? By punishing them after they've already shown remorse. Uh, It's not necessary. They are guilt and shame magnets. So shaming is a very, very uh, harmful thing with them. They are easily humiliated. They remember those words. They remember what you were wearing. We, We sometimes jokingly, but with a lot of empathy, say that they file all of the negative words on the hard drive. Uh. alphabetically with the date and they can pull those things up mm-hmm. anytime and then the good words the kindness the, the encouragement those are the things they stamp as highly suspicious and they put them on you know a thumb drive interesting they, do they don't even trust always that. believe that oh that's um, too bad that makes my heart heavy for them it, actually it, it is hard and and that is why acceptance and daily reassurance the way god tells us that he loves us and his reassurance throughout his word is the way we parent this child's heart Mm. daily reassurance that they are good enough and that we love them just because they are ours all right we've got the palm tree (laughs) the rose bush the boxwood now and then we need to move into the pine tree (laughs) so the pine tree i love the imagery of that big bold rooted yes very rooted can be isolated a little loner bit but uh, people oriented. You get the metaphor. You you can yeah. present the courses. We will accredit you as a facilitator. I love it. <laughs> Go for it. You are ready give, us, to teach give us more this. description though. Yes. Um when you step into a pine tree forest, you feel like you need to settle down, have a little picnic there and just it is breathe. Calming. And they do this to us. And this child will slow you down, whether you want to be slowed down or not. What does that look like? Give me an example. That is them forgetting that it's Monday. <laughs> and not getting dressed for school. And you go, how is this possible that you could have gotten distracted on your way to the cupboard? But they can just be a little dreamy. And they are not in a hurry because to them it's not about getting stuff done. It's about being. It's the journey. It's the people around them. It's the impressions and the atmosphere. So they help us realize that it is about people and not about stuff. When we try and negotiate with them and put rewards on the table, you know, and deal a little bit. They are immune to that because they are so content. So if you tell them, but I'll buy you, you know, a new phone if you'll just study harder and bring home better grades. Hey, like, my phone is fine. I'm quite okay with a phone. Now, I does have. that work in the opposite direction with discipline? If you say, listen, I'm not going to let you do any gaming. I'm not going to let you do certain things. And they'll go, okay. Yeah. And they'll just sit with it. Yeah, they're okay. equally difficult to... Mm-hmm. So now punish. I've got a combo kit in my mind. I've got the palm tree, <laughs> pine tree. About. I've got the palm pine. Yes, but they do feel the, the pinch when you take away their relaxation and their comfort zone from them. So when you discipline by taking away the time with friends, the time in front of their screens, their computer games, they do, they do feel it. But remember, kids are not always going to say, ouch, yes, that hurts. I get the message. They're not going to let you... Well, this, no, can, this can also so be a little bit, the way I'm looking at it, a little bit of the rosebush challenge. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to take social media away from you, and then they go, fine. Yeah. I, I'm up to that task. Take mm-hmm. me on. Oh, the tougher, and then they sit there the a year game. or two years later saying, hey, I don't care. You took it away? Yeah. Is that kind of a rosebush attitude as absolutely well? absolutely the rosebush <laughs> response is you can't touch me. You, you think you can, but you can't. How, how do you discipline <laughs> the pine tree, the, the, the one that's moving, uh, you know, yeah. kind of through the world at their own pace? 
And they, for the 20th time, they haven't been able to get dressed for school on time. And you're ranting and raving. What is your problem, Johnny? How come you cannot get ready for school? How many times do I got to tell you at 7.30 to go get ready? And it's 8 o'clock and you're still not ready. And mommy can't keep doing this for you. I think everybody's getting the feeling. It's Absolutely. making me feel odd already. Yeah, that's, that's, now. You yeah. feel it. Uh, but how does mommy be more effective rather than coming back and saying, get dressed and fight that battle? We need to understand that discipline only works and punishment and reward only work on an area where a child willfully makes a certain decision not to do what you ask them. These kids don't decide not to do it. They just forget. That just doesn't cross their mind. So we need to give them strategies. So, so you so this is the, the child with the alarm clock. This right, is the child okay. with the chart. And, or, and this is the child with big red bow around that particular item he never, you know, or she never takes to school. So it's about strategies and working with them. Because as adults, they're going to be the people with the reminders on their phone, the secretary, the personal assistant who reminds them it's Wednesday. You mentioned, you mentioned hybrids. And so, yes. again, one of the things, if you're hearing us say everybody is one thing or the other, no, no there's all these combinations. It's infinite how much uh, percentage you work in yes. as a pine tree, as a, as a box tree, as a rose bush. You're going to flow through all of these, I would think. You're going to have some preset things that your default mode. Mm-hmm. But speak to the hybrids, uh, palm roses, box palms, pine palms, oh, all that. That's got to be lots fun. Lots of fun. Sometimes two completely opposite uh, trees come together like a rose who is feisty and fast and a doer. And then you have the pine who's a thinker and who's an introverted type of kid and 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 more people oriented and when these two come together you have what we call the ceo profile because you have a person who wants to get stuff done but at the same time doesn't want anybody hurt so this child will be um, not very talkative maybe not very popular but a really good leader because they both know we, where we should be going and who should be going with us on that route and it's usually a boy we don't often see that doubly unemotional a combination get together in a girl. That's fascinating. Yeah, now, so that could be risky saying that in modern culture. It can that be. That boys and girls can't be everything. But you're saying just generally you see that attribute in boys more yes. than girls. And what is it in girls that make them, probably the relational side is probably more. The, the more emotional side. So more you'll, wired you'll see a lot people. of the, the girls who have the combination of the boxwood, who is perfectionistic and systematic, and then the outgoing palm tree. And when those two come together, you have a very uh, intensely emotional kid who can ride the roller coaster, depends on which side of the bed they get out, out you know, this morning. And they can be high maintenance for a pine tree parent who mm. wants peace and harmony. And this child is, is, you know, either high or very low. Right. And in the book, uh, Hetty, you mentioned that some 60% of us have these combinations. And so if you're intrigued, please uh, get a copy of Growing Kids with Character, Nurturing Your Child's Potential, Purpose, and Passion. Hetty, let me bounce off something John just mentioned. 60% of adults and children identify with more than one temperament. But you also say 7 to 10% of adults and children identify with three types. Yes. I mean, I, I can, that's where I'm at. I feel like I can yes. be any of those three. Yeah. You are probably what we call a contrapine, which means you have rose. Contraband? I've said what that about you for I'm years. contraband? <laughs> what contrapine. Contrapine, because you have everything except pine. Yeah. Um, you have boxwood rose and, and palm tree rolled into one. So you can make those important decisions. You can make sure the people are uh, on board by motivating them. Oh, maybe you're a contra boxwood, actually. 
You could yes, be. because I don't think I'm a the details. No, 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 yeah. you're not. But you have some of the pine in there. That's yeah. why family is so important to you, because right. that's what pines are about. My important people. So yes, you're probably a contraboxer. How, how much of this is um, circumstantial? In other words, how, how often do the circumstances dictate what part of my personality comes out? I don't believe the circumstances dictate it, but I do believe it reveals what is in that innate design. It depends on who you are with. If there's already a rosebush in the house, then you may not show your rosebush side at home. Maybe your parents really discipline you to be more boxwood at home, and it doesn't come out at school because you don't need to show it there. As right, much. so you it can, depends you, on the, the, the environment's going to uh, uh, probably intensify a certain response, but mm-hmm. it's already there. It's already there. That's your there. point. Hetty, we're down to the end here of a mm-hmm. wonderful two day program. So thank you thank for you. being with us. The um, question I want to ask you at the very end here is focusing on our primary mission as parents. And it really is to help grow our children into uh, that growing relationship with Jesus Christ because he's going to do that work mm-hmm. in them. Our work will be imperfect. Um, and sometimes counterproductive to what the Holy Spirit is aiming to do. And we get that because we don't have a clear view all the time. And that's just part of being human. But how can we shepherd and guide those four types in their relationship with God in, a, mm-hmm. in an effective way? Just run through those four yeah. types. When we know our rosebush is wired to lead, we need to make sure that they are subjected to God's authority. And they practice on us. So we should not apologize for being uh, the parent Mm. because we want them to submit to God one day as they lead and also to have empathy to listen to others. And that is where our energy will go. Mm. Otherwise, we will have dictators instead of godly leaders. Yeah, that's the rose bush. Exactly. How about the palm? The palm tree is going to take people with them wherever they are going. So we need to make sure that they are leading to a place worth going. Oh, that's so good. morally is where we're going to be doing our work, and not always through preaching, but right. a lot through prayer. They learn from experience, so we're often going to stand by and see how they go off like a prodigal son sometimes, hit their head against the wall, come back. It's not always easy in the later years because they don't always think ahead. But we're going to do a lot of prayer, and they have beautiful hearts and a beautiful ability to inspire. And, and we're like going to pray that that will go in the right, right. direction. Right, and as you said, stay in relationship with all your kids' Absolutely. types, obviously, but that <laughs> yes, one particularly needs close. that. So Boxwood... Um, the boxwood child is the child who's going to be the one who makes sure we all stay on the straight and narrow. <laughs> right. And that's going to be uncomfortable for us every now and again because they will point out our hypocrisy for us. And Especially for moms fair. and dads. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, but we're going to teach them God's grace. We're going to teach them that God decided that the season of the law will be over one day and that grace will rule. And when they can embrace that together with their love of justice, then they make beautiful difference in the world. That's fantastic. And then finally, the pine tree, how to uh, (laughs) move them toward God in a closer way. How do we do that as a parent? We do that through a focus on relationship because they go where relationship is important. And they will be allergic to religion. They will be allergic to falsehood. So we will walk with them in reality and in authenticity. And they will be the ones who facilitate peace, harmony, and keep the body of Christ together. That's what they do. Those are good words, man. Hetty Britz, uh, this has been so insightful and I think instructive for us as parents. I hope everybody will get a copy of your book, Growing Kids with Character. I know it's on our heart, uh, Gene and I. We 
you know, we lay in bed at night thinking, okay, what else can we do? Mm -hmm. What more can we do? And we've got, you know, as any parent, we have our points of concern and you want to continue to fine tune that and, and maybe occasionally even do an overhaul. (laughs) So your book is a wonderful way for parents to get a practical handle on how God has wired their children and themselves. And I've so appreciated this. Um, I think this program, John, really highlights why we're here at Focus on the Family, to uh, provide you, to equip you with those tools that you need to do a better job. I'm so grateful for Hetty and many other parenting experts that we've had on. This is our goal, and to do it together, to build the body of Christ, to help shape children in a way that they will serve the Lord honorably um, is important to us. I know it's important to you as a parent. And we trust that this conversation with Hetty has just reinforced that desire on your part to do just that. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller. Once again, Hetty has shed so much light on the different personality types and combinations or hybrids, if we're using plant terminology. I hope you feel inspired to make every effort to nurture and guide your children according to their God-given bent. I must say, I loved when Hetty spoke of how God reassures us of His love and that we can do the same by letting our kids know that we love them just because they're ours to parent. If you haven't got a copy of Hetty's booklet, Finding Your Way in the Jungle, I really encourage you to get that. She helps you identify your child's natural bent and how that affects your parenting journey. You can find it online at safamily.co.za or give us a call on 031-716-3300. Hetty has been a great friend of Focus Africa over the years. And another great friend is Rob Parsons, who will be here again to present some events towards the end of the month. Those events are 10 Vital Parenting Lessons I Wish I'd Learned Earlier and The Heart of Communication. We'll be in Pretoria and Cape Town, and you can find all the details on our website at safamily.co.za. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Alison Schnell for Focus on the Family Africa, inviting you back next time when we'll, as always, help you and your family thrive in Christ.